And we are live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Survivor Podcast. Me and Ryan are back to recap Survivor Season 44, Episode 10. What's, what's doing, Ryan? What's up? What's up? Dylan, uh, pretty good episode again. You know, I love these last few weeks where we've gotten past the early merge shenanigans with the twist, and now the last few votes have been navigating relationships. Um we got some sanctuary uh, with when all the moms went on went on the sanctuary a, a week earlier than Mother's Day, but no, good stuff. Yeah, uh, we 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 got it was I, I really I, I did like this episode. It felt like a, a good normal Survivor episode for me. Um, I'm excited to get into all the details of it. I even had to bring in the Fiji beach in the background to our podcast for those who are watching live or watching late, uh, or I should say for those who are listening and not looking at us. Uh, we, you know, changed the background a little bit, you know, had to, had to throw the beach in there, but excited to get into it today. Um, a very upsetting vote out. I would say Franny was voted out of Survivor 44 last night. I was a big Franny fan. I know you were a big Franny fan and I'm sure, you know, I've seen it all on Twitter. A lot of people were big Franny fans. So it was an upsetting vote and we kind of called it last week. We said the, you know, final eight in the new era of Survivor is normally a big vote out. And that's exactly what we got. Yeah. I mean, also, I think I, I just feel like, well, first of all, I'm sad for Andy's gone. I think you and I have been, I mean, let's put the edit aside for a second. I think you and I were rooting for the Tika three and Franny. We thought they had the biggest like winner equity, but we also just thought, you know, they, they, they were fun characters. Uh, and I think Franny, like not to poo poo on that some more, but like, I feel like, Franny was kind of fun to see her get into her challenge beast era after Matt left. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I just feel like with Franny, it was fun to see her play. I would be interested to see her come back on a season without Matt and see, you know, how that maybe shakes up. But Dylan, I mean, listen, she won a lot of challenges. I think I would, I would need to go back and look at the stats and see people like Andrea or people like Desi. Like if somebody wins the first immunity challenge individually, how often does that person go on to win? Cause I feel like, it's a very low percentage because your threat level balloons so big, so quick. And it's kind of hard to kind of scale that back down. Yeah. It's uh look, she was clearly a, a challenge beast, clearly a huge threat. I think like it made completely sense to get rid of her for most of the people that were there. Uh, we could discuss uh, whether or not we think it was the right move for, you know, some people that it may have been, you know, surprising that they ended up voting for them, but we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. I think ultimately what I would say is that I really enjoyed watching Franny play. Um, I think she's a prime candidate to return if uh, they want to bring back players from the season. So again, we can get into that a little bit later, but before we do just be sure everybody, if you're watching live, if you're watching late, be sure to like the video really helps us out a lot. Subscribe to the channel. If you haven't already subscribe on all platforms, Apple and Spotify links are in the description below. Uh, but yeah, let's get into it further. We'll get into the exact, you know, vote and then we'll go chronologically like normal. Um, the vote was five two one for Franny. You had Carson, Danny, Jamie, Lauren, and Jam Jam voting for her. And then you had Franny and Carolyn who voted for Heidi and then voting for Danny. The stray vote was Interesting, interestingly enough, Heidi. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that I think there's two big questions this episode, Dylan, and we can each give our perspective on it. So the first question is, was this the right move for Carson and Jam Jam? Because that was what was presented to us before tribal. They're leaving for tribal, and Carson's like, Do I go with this plan that Carolyn wants to vote out Heidi here? Or do I go against Carolyn and betray her? 
and do I vote out Franny? Um, because you know, Franny's a challenge beast and Franny and Carolyn are kind of getting pretty close. Uh, Dylan, I've, um, I've gone back and forth on this and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. Cause I first left the episode thinking, oh, this was a really good move. Danny and I see half in the chat, <laughs> um, Danny and, uh, uh, Franny and Carolyn are getting close. You know, Jam Jam and Carson weaken her by taking away a number. She has nowhere to go. She kind of has to keep working with Tika's. So I think this was a good move and they take out a threat. Then I've thought about it more. Now I'm thinking probably was not the right move. Or if it was was the right move, they didn't do it the right way because of two things. Number one, I think leaving Carolyn out of the votes because it's Ka Carolyn, I think is a bad idea. We've seen earlier in the season how Carolyn reacts to either being left out of votes or being told what to do. Or like, I mean, granted, she doesn't always have to get her way, of course, but like at least make her feel part of the process or at least, you know, hear her out. So by blindsiding her, I think it's going to be kind of scary for Carson and Jam Jam here. And then second, Dylan, I feel like, you know, um, Franny was kind of also like a shield in a way for Ka Carson and Jam Jam. If you leave Franny in, Danny and Franny are going to keep shooting at each other. Now it's what's going to stop some people being like, Tika now has the majority. Maybe we should team up and get Tika out. So I feel like in the end, I would say not the right move for Carson and Jam Jam, or at least if they were going to vote out Franny, they should have at least told Carolyn about it. So this this is tough, right? I think there is a lot of different ways, and I already see some questions coming in in the chat, and I just want to uh, say that we will get to all questions uh, at the end of the podcast, but definitely seeing those, keep the questions uh, flowing throughout. I would say this is so tough to break down, right? And we're really not even going to know if this was the right move until we see the outcome of the season. Because it's like, you. I think you broke it down perfectly. You look at this and you say, well... You know, Franny had to go eventually in order for basically almost everybody there. In order for them to win, Franny could not be sitting next to him at the end. I think, you know, she if she got to the end, she it would have been extremely hard to beat her. Something incredible would have had to happen at Final Tribal or between now and the end of the season. Um, that being said, alienating Caroline is a risky move because it's Car it's it's Carolyn and she's going to, you know, play with potentially emotions that you don't want to have to uh, deal with she could easily flip on Carson and Jam Jam now now that all being said if you had looped Carolyn into this vote she could have easily slipped Franny the idol and um Franny would have been safe and they would have been screwed so it's tough and we don't really know yet if either nobody knows about Carolyn's idol or maybe Jam Jam knows and we haven't really figured that out yet it seems like nobody knows but if if Jam Jam does know about the idol then it does make sense that they wouldn't loop her in because again, she's somebody who, you know, does play with her emotions. She's somebody who would have, I think easily could have used the idol on, on Franny for sure. And then all of a sudden Franny is now at the final seven with two players having used an idol on her to save her. And that, that would have been crazy. She goes and she could easily go on an immunity run as we've seen. So it's tough. Now they're basically going to have to try and talk Carolyn back in and say, we couldn't loop you into this vote, but you know we still need you to work to work with us. That being said, what is Carolyn going to do now? Is she going to use that information and say, you know what, I'm fine. I need to you know stop playing with my emotions, and maybe the best way to go is to stick with them for another few votes. Or is she going to say, you know what, this is my time to make a move on Carson and Jam Jam. I've played with them the entire game. They have left me in the dark, and I don't feel bad leaving them in the dark anymore. And you know I have the idol. Now is my time to make a move originally when this went down 
last night, I said to myself, oh, you know what? I thought that Carolyn was going to, that was going to be her big move. I thought, I thought that her voting out Heidi there at the last second was going to be Carolyn's big move of the season. And then it didn't happen. And now it says, now I'm saying to myself, you know, after talking with a few people about it, you know, texting you this morning, you know, watching some other videos today, um, talking with my brother about the episode, I'm sitting here and I'm saying, maybe it's a blessing in disguise that this happened to Carolyn, because maybe this sets off the alarm in her head that she's going to have to make a move on either Carson or Jam Jam in order to win this season. And I think that that is apparent. I think that she easily could do it. She has the idol. Uh, she's probably going to know what's going on because she's, you know, looped in with Carson and Jam Jam. And I think that they're going to have to try and work with her still based on numbers, because clearly uh, Carson and Jam Jam are going to be at the forefront of the conversation. I would, I would think uh, next at next week after all this. So if it's not Danny, but we get into that a little bit later. So I think that bottom line is that this may have set off the alarm in Carolyn's head to make the move on Carson or make the move on Jam Jam, a move that could ultimately end up winning her this game. So I think that it, long-term, this could be a blessing in disguise for her. Yeah, I mean, you bring up a good, a few, a good, some good points. I feel like, yeah, I, I don't think anybody knows about Carolyn's Idol. We haven't seen any hint of that. Now, the edit could just get crazy next week, and then we find out, oh, by the way, someone knew about it. But I'm going to operate under the assumption no one knows. So to your point, I didn't consider that. Like, I thought she could have maybe played the Idol on Franny but I didn't consider the element that could she have maybe slipped her the idol secretly, then Carson and Jam Jam don't have to know, oh, crap, you know, Carolyn foiled our plans. Franny just saved herself once again. So that's an option. Um, I I wonder, because Carolyn is a big fan of the show and she does play online Survivor games, I wonder, like, if Carson and Jam Jam told her, like, right before Tribal, we might send Franny home, I wonder if Carolyn would have either A, slipped her the idol or played it on her, or B, maybe said, well, look, I need to save myself. I'm a self-interested, I'm a self-interested player. I want to use the idol on myself at seven, six, or five. I won't use it on her. However, maybe I'll try to like whisper and try to save her. And if I can't save her, oh well. I wonder if Carolyn is like, no, I'm going to plant my flag and I want to make sure Franny stays. Or if she would have been like, I kind of like with like with Mike Holloway and Shireen where it's like, I want to save an ally, but I'm not just going to play my idol on somebody else. I need it for myself. So I think that that's an interesting point, but I guess we'll see what happens next week. I think the big question, Dylan, is like, you know, does Carson and Jam Jam still want to work with her and say, that was just because it's Franny. We still want to stay Tika strong. Also, what's her relationship with um, Heidi and Jamie and Lauren? Does do, do, do the other women still want to work with her despite kind of not voting with her this time? Because we know... Danny and Carolyn don't really like get along. So we know she's not going to want to work with Danny. So the question is, does she end up working with the women or do the Tika three still maintain their uh, alliance? And that's going to be the big question. And Carson and uh, Jam Jam, they don't have anything to protect themselves. So if, uh, and we kind of see in, in coming attractions next week where Carson seems concerned about something. He says, I believe something like it's all crashing down. Um, Again, you can't really read stuff uh based on the the preview ever that being said i do think there's gonna be part of next week's episode where they maybe second guess themselves on whether it was the right move uh to to leave carolyn out of the vote because i do think that chaos is probably about to ensue um now i i want to flip the conversation a little bit here um and bring up another part of the vote that we haven't really discussed yet but danny ends up voting out franny here 
after saving her with an idol, what, two weeks ago, I believe? So kind of a 180 for sure. I'm pretty sure in-game time it was maybe three days ago. He saves her with with an idol, he then leaves her out of the vote, and then he votes her out. (laughs) Yeah, so, so let's talk about this from Danny's perspective. Was this the right move for Danny? I think no. I feel like he was so, I mean, granted, Franny was a challenge threat. And I think Franny said in her, in her exits where she's like, look, Danny's a physical guy. He wants to win challenges and I'm his biggest physical threat in the way. It makes sense. I, I get it. It's pretty simple. But I feel like you leave Franny in the game at final seven. You save yourself for a couple more votes because if Franny loses again, you have another chance to maybe vote her out. Now Franny's gone. Who's the next biggest challenge threat left? It's Danny. Granted, you could say it's Carson because Carson's going to destroy all the puzzles. But if there's anything physical or endurance based, I think it's going to be Danny. Uh, and now everyone's going to be like, well, Franny's gone. Danny's the next biggest uh, threat. He has to go. I think if he would have kept Franny and kept the war between them going for another week, another vote or two, maybe that could have benefited him. Because we always say in the new era, you don't want to make a, a move too soon because then kind of like Hi or Omer or whatever it is, you make a move the next tallest like bamboo shoot gets like cut down so i think there's that um and i think also like i mean if he voted out jamie he was fine like he and jamie weren't really aligned he didn't trust jamie with the story so i feel like what was he really losing by getting rid of jamie here i feel like that should have been his move right and and after all that jamie after the the whole thing that happened with jamie which we'll get into this episode uh she ends up getting no votes here um so that was interesting but i I think you you bring up a few good points, right? I, I could see the side where I, I think ultimately it was not the right move for him to for him to get rid of Franny. That being said, you know he couldn't sit with Franny at the end anyway. But the question is now, what is Danny's path to the end? Basically, the only path I see for Danny getting to the end is winning out immunities, uh, in some way or way, shape, or form. Probably the last three or so. Um, now you can make an argument, uh voting out Franny was the best way to possibly make sure you can win out immunities because Franny for the most part has been his biggest competition, unless there's a puzzle and then Carson's going to win. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's kind of confusing from that sense. It's like, well, what would be the reasoning to vote out Franny besides the fact that you don't think you could beat her at the end? Um, well, your only path in my opinion right now is to keep Franny with you and go after the Tika. Maybe his plan is to basically hype up the Tika as the biggest threats after this. Um, I'm not really sure, but at least from what we've seen from pretty much everybody there, they all see Danny as a pretty big threat. So I don't foresee that changing under any circumstance. So it, it is he is in a very tough spot now. The one more thing I'll say uh, about the votes from Carson and Jam Jam's perspective, I saw people on Twitter saying because people were debating, like, was this the right move? They should. I think everybody agrees. Whether you vote out Franny or not, you can't leave Carolyn out like that because she's gonna, she's going to take it personally that you didn't fill her in in some way. Um, now, I saw somebody say on Twitter that well, it was the right move for them, not only because you weaken Carolyn by taking out a number from her side, and that prevents her from rising up against you later. If you remember last week. Yeah, last week we see Franny go to Brandon. Sorry. We see Franny go to Danny and say, Hey, I think the Tika three are a threat. They're playing the middle. And then Danny's like, I'm not scared of Jam Jam and Carolyn. No, we're no, no. We're, we're, we're going to go after Brandon and Kane and stuff. I'm not going to get rid of uh, Carolyn and Jam Jam. 
Now, so people were saying, well, maybe that was the right move because not only does it weaken Carolyn by getting rid of Franny, Franny's also actively coming after you as the Tika 3. But what we didn't see on the show, apparently, was after Franny goes to Danny and says, I think we should get rid of Tika, and he kind of just shoves her away, she goes up to Carson and Jam, Jam and Carolyn. She's like, hey, I maybe want to work with you guys in the future. But who's to say, Dylan, that we didn't see a conversation where Danny goes up to Carson and Jam, Jam and says, hey, just want to let you guys know, Franny, because uh, they're like, oh, we can vote out Franny, Danny, or maybe we can vote out Jamie. And then he goes, she came up to me two days ago and said, the Tika 3 are in the middle, they have to go. And then Carson's like, well, now she's coming after me, I have to go after her. So I feel like maybe that's maybe maybe the bigger reason why they targeted Franny here. I just feel like above all else, you can't dismiss Carolyn in that way, I feel like. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Uh, I, I definitely think there's going to be uh, repercussions to leaving Carolyn out of the vote. Um, potentially potentially could could cost them the game like uh, like uh, like uh, i i think that it could get to that point but we'll have to see um in terms of danny um the way that he's being edited is kind of like the the final like i, I don't want to say final boss but like he's kind of getting some kind of villain edit where like he feels like an obstacle that a lot of players have to overcome um we've seen carolyn pretty much say it the every episode that they keep throwing it in right Every episode, they keep like like uh, last night, like last uh, last night, there was a, a scene where Carolyn was like talking, or like they were. T- uh, I think a few of the girls were talking about who they wanted to vote out, and oh, it was it was while they were eating at the reward, and she was just like, "Well, what about Danny? We, I'm fine with throwing Danny out." Uh, like she keeps she keeps throwing Danny's name out there to the point where I feel like if we're looking at the at story from Carolyn's perspective at least for her, it seems like that he's like the final villain that she has to overcome. But now it could be shifting a little bit where like, yeah, maybe it's Tika also, but I don't know. I'm getting that sense where like Danny has been portrayed as somebody who is like good at the game, but like a little bit sloppy with his play. And we're definitely seeing that for sure. Like he's, he's a little bit all over the place. I'm not exactly sure what his plans are vote to vote, you know? Well, they chose to leave in the scene and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself because we're going to talk about it as we go through the episode, but where he says to Heidi verbatim, I have the votes. I don't need you. And it's like, it's not the best. First of all, that's not the best way to, you know, talk with other players. Number two, someone who you consider to be one of your closest allies, not the best thing. Uh, and that sets into a whole chain of emotions, a whole chain of uh, emotions that actually leads to Heidi almost going home here. But, you know, Danny's an interesting case. We'll have to see what happens now that Franny's gone. I've got to think, unless Tika, like I said last week, unless Tika starts to collapse on themselves, I got to think, I got, I got to think the, the players left in the game, like Heidi, Lauren, Jamie are going to say, we can't just let Danny, like, make his way to the end here. Yeah, and, yeah, I think that's for sure. One more thing I want to bring up with, uh, speaking of Danny, is... Heidi ends up voting for Danny. So what went it? I'm curious what went into that process there. Uh, I, I mean, I guess, I guess they were, there was some kind of vote. Was it the, it was like a vote split going on at least was that, was that being discussed where they were going to vote between, were they going to split between Jamie and Franny or Danny and Franny, which was the one they were going to split. I thought especially after the Jamie story, I thought Heidi believes they were splitting votes between Danny and um, Danny and Jamie. That was, that was my thought okay. process, but I, I could be wrong. So maybe she was just either completely left out 
or offended by what Danny had said, but like, yeah, I, I don't know what to say about Heidi. Um, I, I don't really, I, honestly, I have no idea what her final outcome is going to be in this season. I'm really just like puzzled by the way that she's being edited. Like we're, we're being seen that she's like a, a, a big decision maker, but mm-hmm. like she still is an idol. She correctly held on to the idol last night. Um, but like, what's the end game here? Like, I can't see her winning. I can't see. I I also like. I don't know if people would want to bring her to the end. Like, I'm just. I'm not sure what Heidi's end game is here. So I could see Heidi potentially as a losing vote finalist. I mean, granted, granted, she can make a move next week. Let's just say she takes a big swing. She gets out Danny, and then she goes home at five or six. I could see that happening. But I feel like. And again, I'm, not, I'm never. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say right now, I'm never going to say drawing dead again after Gabler because I've said I said <laughs> until the end, Gabler was drawing dead. But I feel like Jamie out of the seven left, Jamie pro- probably has the least chance to win. And then I would say maybe Heidi is. I you know, it's actually funny. But last night I thought Heidi actually might be at like, you know, Heidi might be at like four or five, but she has a decent chance. Now after listening to Exit Press, I wonder because. What Franny was saying in her exit press, because uh, Rob was asking her, you know, what was your relationship like with Danny and Heidi out there? And basically what Franny said, and maybe this goes to your point about, you know, Heidi's lately being shown as like a decision maker. Is she making the right decisions or not? That's like been her whole game lately. And what Franny said was, you know, going into the merge, once Josh left, the the remaining four Sokas, Danny and Heidi and Matt and Franny were like, we want to stick together as a four. Let's split up into two and two. We make separate bonds and we come back together and we still work together. The minute that Matt left, she, Franny felt like she couldn't work with Danny and Heidi anymore because there was like not that much chemistry anymore. And what she said was that Danny and Franny were Danny and Heidi were on two opposite ends of the alliance member spectrum. Whereas Danny was like, he gets an idea in his head. I'm going to go with this idea. Your idea is stupid. I'm not doing that. That was Danny's whole approach. But then on the other side, Heidi was somebody who was anxious wanted to check in a lot. And we saw that happen tonight where she, you know, she was checking in on things and then that kind of led to her name being brought up. So I feel like if I'm looking at Heidi's game, she might have a big move or two left in her, but I almost don't know if the jury's going to vote for her. Yeah. I, I think, I think you make a lot of good points. Um, I, I kind of feel like she is, she's maybe like a, a fifth place fifth place finisher i could see like maybe she tries to make a big move either fails or succeeds and then becomes a big threat based on her attempt at a big move that's kind of what i see as probably happening with her but yeah it's it it is hard to read um but you mentioned i I do want to touch on this now um since since you brought it up i was gonna say look we we normally try to go chronological but you brought it up whatever 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 it is uh as I, as I drop my mic, here. Uh, uh, Jamie was a, a huge part of this episode, and the I mean, <laughs> we have been adamant on this podcast that somehow, some way, this fake idol thing was going to come back to bite her, right? Because she was so she's been so overconfident all season, and that's all we've been seeing from her. Every single confessional, she talks about, "Well, I have an idol. Well, I have an idol. Well, I have an idol." And meanwhile, we know it's fake the entire time. And then last week. The fake idol, which she thinks is real, goes home with Kane. So now she doesn't have the idol anymore, or the fake idol, I should say. So now she's like, well, what do I do? Everyone thinks I have an idol, but I don't actually have it. She tells everyone, my idol went home with Kane because we thought he had knowledge's power. We thought knowledge's power was floating around. And they were like, 
they were literally laughing at her. They were like, there's no way that that story is real. It seems so far-fetched. How could she think that she could pull that off on us? And the entire episode, I was like, every single time she had a confessional, I was like cringing. I was like, oh my God, they're making her out to be like the most like delusional player I've seen in quite some time. What, what is the, what's the end game for Jamie? And like, I don't even know. I don't even know what to think about all this. Like I would have to think that in some way, this is her downfall clearly, but we, we didn't, I thought last night we were going to see it. We didn't end up seeing it last night. Yeah, I, I've, I've I've got on the record last week, and I said we were we were robbed of ha- having Jamie production. I bet you anything production said to him, like, or or says to, I mean, granted, Jeff said this before, the jury is not allowed to react at all. Now, unlike on Australian Survivor, where they're allowed to, like, react and stuff, um, he, Kane was probably told, you cannot react at all. Because clearly, like, Kane would have been like, yeah, it, it went home in my pocket. Um but I feel like Jamie again is just like Dylan. I think the next best thing for us would have been Jamie goes home last night because her whole story is I have an idol, which is fake, and now I'm going to be honest about it and tell people, and no one believes her, and they get rid of her because they think she's a good liar and she has an idol, which is fake, and she doesn't even have it. That would have been such a good end to her story. But I just feel like I don't know. I just don't know at this point who would give Jamie their votes just because, especially of the story, but I don't even know if the players would want to vote for her, especially now after this, um, after this whole incident. I got to think that this is just the best way for them to, them to edit the reason why others perceive her as a threat. That's all I can think about. Right. So maybe, maybe next week at final seven, they'll say, well, we were thinking about Jamie, but like we didn't do it. And now we're going to do it. Or like maybe at final six, they do that. And, and that's the reason why. So it, it was just so funny how that was, uh, that was such a, uh, a big part of the episode last night, because we've been waiting for this to come to an end and it's still out there. I saw a lot of theories out there that she's, and, and, and we could, we could talk about this, but I, I, I we've, we see a comment right here that says that she's getting set up. Uh, Christian in the chat says, Hey guys, do you think based on Jamie's edit, uh, she's being set up as a third place finisher? And I know, I know we said, wait till the end for questions, but I just thought that this segues into a good conversation. Cause we're talking about what's the end here with Jamie. <laughs> I saw Angelina com- comparisons that like, maybe she gets third place and like uh... every, and everybody kind of rips into her final tribal council and is like, well, what were you doing here? Like, like, why would you say this? And then she's like, well, no, it's real. And they were like, I don't know if I could trust you. Like all this stuff. I could completely see her being like the delusional zero vote finalist. But also I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I don't really know what to think. I, I'm The more I think about it, the more I think that that's what's going to happen. I think she's the zero vote third place finalist. You know, you know what's funny is that we, we've been saying for a while, like, oh, maybe Car- Carolyn's the zero vote finalist. But I feel like now that Franny's on the jury, if Carolyn gets there, Carolyn will get a vote. So I think I, I think even more strongly, I agree with you and uh, Christian that if Jamie somehow makes it to the end, I don't know if she'll survive the next vote or two. But if she makes it there, I don't think she's getting a single vote. And like I said last week, putting someone like Gabler aside, I can't think of another winner in 44 seasons where they've like – I don't want to say made fun of her because it sounds mean, but like I don't think I've ever seen a winner where they like they they mock the winner. Like you know, you know, like they give her like the slow popping of like fake idol, and, and then this week she's like, my idol's gone, no, and then yeah. like the idol slowly like fades from the graphic. Like <laughs> right, right. they are just straight up troll like trolling her at this point, and then they've never trolled another winner like this before. 
So I feel like her, her win equity st- stonks are, are falling for Jamie. Yeah. I, again, people are, uh, I see people saying, well, what if it's, a, you know, what if it's a sur- surprise winner at it? This is way different than Gabler. Gabler, no, even, got, even Erica, they, they never made fun of Erica though. Yeah. Like, yeah but and even, even Gabler, they, they made fun of him in a way that was like, not like other than the first episode, that was the like made fun of. I'm gonna play my shot in the dark. Like that was the real like made fun of Gabler we got, and that was in the first. That was in the first episode, right? Now it's like, it's like we're we we saw Gabler's strategy when we when you know we talked about it in the final episode in the recap finale episode. We said, well, Gabler's strategy was I'm hiding in plain sight. We were able to give that line the entire season. I'm hiding in plain sight. I, I still remember it. You still remember it. Everybody who's watching this podcast still remembers him saying that a million times. Jamie, we don't have her. Like, we, we have her strategy, and it's all based around an idol that isn't real. So that's why it's like, I don't think she's winning this season. I don't think she has any chance at all. This is It's different than, it's a little bit different than Gabler for sure. Yeah, I, I, if I if I had the ability to downvote Hef's comments of comparing Marianne to Erica to Carolyn to Gabler, I mean, unless he wants to say that they're all characters, I'll I'll give him that. But if he wants to make it a game thing, I, I'm you know what I got to downvote Hef there. But um, you know, I, I think Jamie's just so interesting. And then the other person I want to quickly mention before we get into other parts of the episode is Lauren. Lauren is so interesting because Dylan, she is the only person left in the game other than Carson. There's two left that have not gotten a single vote. For all the talk about Lauren being a, you know, a threat because of her extra vote and Lauren is on Raw 2, she hasn't gotten a single vote yet. Um, neither has Carson. But the, I think the big difference, though, is that when Carson gets confessionals, we are seeing – okay, you're fine. Um, yeah. um, I agree. They're characters. So with Carson, when we get confessionals, we're seeing Carson go through his strategy. We're seeing him say, this is why I'm making the moves I'm making. This is my decision. With Lauren, I feel like we never – we hear Lauren throughout, throughout names, but we never hear Lauren's strategy of like, so on this vote, I want to go for this person here because of X, Y, and Z. I'm going to rope in Heidi here because I think it's better for my – I feel like we don't get the strategy confessionals from Lauren. And I think that's another reason why I have Lauren and Jamie lower on my win equity totem because it's like I just don't see what they're they're getting. And I, I think everyone's saying in the, in the chat too, Dylan, it's like at this point – Unless there's some shock, it's got to be one of the three Tikas that are probably winning this game. Yeah. Okay. So now, now that you brought up Lauren, it, it may it, it triggered my my memory of what I was going to say about the fifth okay. place. I, I said sure. I said may, maybe like a maybe somebody else fifth. I, I dropped the mic again. I said maybe maybe somebody else. I, I forgot who I mentioned as maybe fifth place before. Lauren is my pick for fifth place. Um, I think she has like. I don't want to compare these two completely because they're not really the same at all. It's more just like comparing their edit. But I don't know if you remember, like in season 42, we didn't really hear much from Lindsay at all. And then kind of at the end, like final eight, final seven, final six, like she was a really, really likable character. And we heard more and more from her and then she gets cut off. And then like, you know, we're entering the finale. We're like, wait a second. Like, could Lindsay win? Like, she's really likable. And then like, mm-hmm. they saw that and they voted her out at fifth. I kind of see that from Lauren. I've been, you know, saying this entire seat, like, especially last night, I think last night really like kind of hit the nail on the head with it, but like, she's really likable and we have not seen a lot of, a lot of her at all, which is kind of disappointing to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I'm like the more, the more as the episodes go by, at least like at first we saw her a lot in the first episode and I was like, I get really good vibes from her. And then we didn't really see her a lot for a while. And then the last few episodes, we've kind of been getting more and more and more. 
and I'm like, I really like her. Like, I don't know why we haven't seen a lot of her. Well, I guess we haven't seen a lot of her probably because she doesn't have a great chance to win. But yeah, I, I think she's the, she's somebody who is really likable out there as well. We saw Danny. He's like, I never have worked with her at all, but I love this woman. Like, I, yeah. I love her, right? So clearly she, you know, people see her like that out there. I could see her getting to round five and then and then getting voted out. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to, you know, give give Lauren a shout out because I I, I really do like her. I think she's she's great. Uh, we just they haven't put a lot of her in the edit. No, I, I agree with you. I like Lauren too. I think Lauren comes off as very likable. I feel like she um what's it called? I feel like she probably has a good social game if she hasn't gotten a single vote yet, despite her having the extra vote. No one's writing her name down. Um, so I think she has a decent social game, but I think the problem with Lauren is that, like you said, we're just not seeing it at all, which I don't know if that they want us to think something or if they want us to be like, oh, don't get too invested because she's not winning. But it, I don't, it's not like Michelle where, and again, I don't want to use Michelle as like the only person to compare social games to because there's been a lot of great social players like a, like a Mike White or like a Kara from David versus Goliath. But like, with Michelle, she was a uh, part of the beauty tribe, but we saw her talking with like Scott and Jason and she got close to Aubrey and, and uh, Sydney, like uh, uh, Cindy. It's like we saw Michelle branching out a lot and talking with a lot of people. And that was Michelle's social game. So even though we had the whole Michelle Aubrey debate, it was like we can, can at least understand, OK, Michelle won because she had a very, very good social game. And I feel like with Lauren, where he, like you just said, Danny says, I love this woman. I haven't worked with her yet, but I think she's really sweet and awesome. Um, I feel like other than maybe tonight, I haven't seen her talk to anyone other than, and you can correct me, I haven't seen her talk to anybody other than the former Rothschilds. I feel like I haven't seen her really connect with Carolyn or Jam Jam or Carson, except for maybe the re reward tonight. It's like I haven't seen her social game beyond her original tribe divisions, I feel like. Yeah, we, we just haven't seen that much. Like, that's really what it is. I, I can't, like, point to anything specific that she's, like, doing other than, like, the fact that she seems to be tight with, like, Jamie from Ratsu. That's that's about it. Um, But, yeah, I think the only other thing I want to just touch on real quick before we get to questions, and I, I'm excited to get to questions because there's, like, a lot of good ones kind of floating around in the chat here and even good comments that I want to touch on. Um, Finally, we had a reward challenge. It feels like forever that we... You know, I've not had it, and it and it seemed to be a a major reason why uh, why Franny ends up being the target here. Um, it was funny because it was the same challenge that Noelle gets voted out at, right? She wins that reward challenge, mm. <laughs> and then she gets voted out at final eight, the same spot as Franny. So I thought that was interesting how that kind of mirrored each other. Um, but yeah, that if anyone if anyone doesn't remember, that was the crazy Noelle comeback from last season where she ends up crazy comeback in the challenge wins and then ultimately gets voted out later in the episode and everyone's like wow this girl's so amazing uh how can we let her get to the end and then she gets she gets voted out and then similarly here franny everyone's like well she's a challenge beast she just won again and then mm -hmm. she gets voted out so i thought that was interesting um and then the immunity challenge um pretty <laughs> i mean <laughs> the, the beginning part was hilarious danny flying through it uh, I can't say I would be good at that at all, but I mean, another 3d printed uh, victory for, for Carson, which is, oh I mean, God. we, I, I don't want to get, I don't want to get, we, why can't yeah. we do sports betting? Why can't we do sports betting on the minute <laughs> I see a puzzle I'm betting Carson. Like there's, I I'm like, cause I, I could have written this, this script down. Danny flies through the sand. 
he gets to it first and he, he can't even do the puzzle. Meanwhile, Carson is behind and then just destroys this, the puzzle. Like if there's a puzzle here because of all the 3d printing, I'm going to bet on Carson winning this. Um, so that was pretty crazy. The message is clear. Change the damn puzzles. Well, Don't let people 3d print it. <laughs> well, it's two things. Change the damn puzzles. Number one from production side. Number two, if you are applying for the show and you happen to get on the show, you should spend most of your prep practicing puzzles. Now, maybe don't get, get a 3D printer and don't go buy that, but like at least go online and practice slide puzzles or go practice like a jigsaw puzzle. Like you got to practice these puzzles because they're going to come back in some way, shape, or form and you got to do them. Dylan, the one other thing I wanted to say about the reward challenge before we get to the comments and questions is um, so Franny's decision or like Franny winning that. So you brought up Noel, which I, I forgot about that last season. Um, if you remember, let me know, or if the chat remembers, last season, did Jeff say to them before the challenge started, here is what you're playing for? Hey, Drew, um, here is what the, um, the, here's what you're playing for, the l l love letters. Because this time, he didn't tell them before the challenge. He said, oh, Franny, you win a trip to the sanctuary. By the way, you get letters from home. And that's where she was like, I'm going to pick the moms. I'm going to pick uh, Heidi and Carolyn and uh, and Lauren for the moms. So I think she made the right choice, by the way. I don't think she made a bad choice. I think her reasoning was good. Uh, my question is, Did in the past, have they told them, like, you're playing for loved one letters? Because this, I think this is one of the first times I've ever seen Jeff say, oh, and by the way, you're going to get the love letters here. Or we've had times like in token chains where if they win a reward and they get there and they see the letters. Cause if I, Dylan, I've told you this on the podcast before, if I ever find out that I'm playing for love, I am throwing the challenge immediately. I never want to be the person who picks people to go on a loved one's visit or a love letters. I don't think a person who has ever won that has ever won the game. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> that is, it is pretty funny. I don't remember what they did last season, but I could tell you that it did not help Franny at all. No, she won the challenge. Um, yeah, it, like you said, if if you ever hear it, throw the challenge. If you're ever on Survivor, throw the challenge. Like, and, and do, you, do you agree with me? Do you agree that she she made a fine choice? Like, I don't think she made a decision yeah. where I was like, oh, that was a bad choice. No, I, I think whoever she took was, it didn't matter. I think she was in trouble no matter what, based on just winning the challenge. I, in her exit press, she said, like, the reason she chose uh, Carolyn was because they were getting close and she wanted to build the bond more. She chose Lauren because they didn't have a bond and she wanted to build one. And then she picked Heidi because they used to have a bond and she wanted to rebuild it. So she made really good choices. And if anyone got mad at her, she could be like, I picked the moms for the letters. Like, you can't get mad at that. I just think, like you said, when you win three challenges in the merge and you are one of the only people who has won a challenge individually, not counting the team stuff, you're going to stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, yeah. I, I It's tough to say, like, all right, well, maybe if she didn't bring Carolyn and Carson and Jam Jam wouldn't have suspected that they were going to be so close. And, like, but I'm sure there was other stuff to suggest that. So it's like, you know, you could think about that all day. I ultimately think that, you know, her actually, the act of her winning the challenge was more impactful than her decision to who to bring on it. Um, yeah. All right. Let's get to questions because there's so much here, and I, I think we're going to have a lot of good conversations. Sure. So sure. from uh, for the first question was Ohio State for the win. He wants to know, and we, we were just talking about this, so I just want to address it real quick to make it seem like we're not skipping over it. Uh, he wants to know, do you think Franny would have been voted out even if she didn't win the reward challenge? I always wonder if one should throw the sanctuary slash family reward challenge. So like we just said, I think that 
the oh. a- what what no i i just ohio state brings up a good point though like even though jeff didn't say at the start you're gonna get letters he told them afterwards I'm pretty sure in the new era, every sanctuary loved one's visit has had either a loved one's letter or like a loved one's like slideshow. So I wonder to Ohio State's point, and granted, I can't blame Franny if she didn't like think 5D chess here, but like if you hear the word sanctuary in the new era, should you know to think, oh, there might be love there? Because that that maybe it maybe it would have told her, but that that's that's getting way too meta to yeah yeah it's so tough to predict because it really does switch every season. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I I also think that eventually you'd have to think that the sanctuary will no longer be a thing and they'll do actual rewards. But who knows if they never go back to that? I don't I don't know. That's a whole other conversation. But I I think the the act of her actually winning the challenge just further increased her threat level as she could win any challenge. So that's my main theory there. I agree. I I think even if even if um, she didn't win, she was going to be a target tonight. Maybe maybe Jamie would have went home if she didn't win the reward, but her winning the two immunity challenges and then this reward just put her over the edge. Um, and I think she said on her on the, on the exit press, like, because the game moves so fast, if she had like a day or two in between challenges, maybe she could have like thrown one or could have like rested a bit or kind of went back under the radar. But because we had like three tribals in a row before a break day, she was just winning, winning, winning. And it's like, well, pfft, People are going to the challenge saying, well, we may, may as well not even compete for Andy's going to win. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they had to get rid of her eventually, and that that did not help. Uh, this is a good question from Jay here. Um, he's, he wants to know, why did Soka fracture so quickly after being so strong for so long? And that is that's a good that's a good question. Um, it seems like Soka was the power alliance as literally and we always knew Tika was kind of pulling strings from the middle, but like in terms of the alliance that could, you know, a bigger alliance that could stay together, it seems like Soka was that, you know, was a three that also could be very successful. How did they fracture? I think that maybe it has to do a lot with just the type of the players that were in that alliance is maybe they weren't as close as we were kind of led on to believe. And also like with two of the perceived biggest threats being on that, on that Soka group, um in franny and danny i think it was you know kind of easy for them to also look at each other as those threats and also fracture also and we kind of saw hints of it last week is like franny wanted to vote tika members out and danny was like i'm not having that so maybe they just kind of weren't all on the same page they saw each other as threats and at the end of the day it just like it fractured it's uh, amazing for tika but uh yeah yeah. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I, I think, like I said earlier, the way Franny describes it in her exit press is like they all see the game differently where Danny gets very strong on an idea. Heidi gets very anxious and wants to talk through all the options. And Franny's more just like, I'll consider options, but I want to pick one. And I think they're all very different. They kind of started to fracture in some ways. And I also think, like Franny was saying, maybe we were, were kind of underrating Matt in a social game. People seem to like Matt. And I wonder once Matt went home, the Soka's kind of kind of scattered and we're like, well, we no longer have a four. Let's just kind of see what happens. So, yep, yep. Um, all right, another question here. Um, kind of related to last question, almost like a part two. Um, Danny played an idol for Franny after Matt left. So, why did she feel like she couldn't work with Danny after Matt went home? And I think that kind of goes back to what I was just saying. It's like, you know, they had disagreements about who to vote out. So I think after a while, it's like, all right, he saved me. But like, if he's not on the same page as me in terms of what to do in the game, it's going to be insanely hard to work together. 
Yeah, I, I think that conversation, like you said, was one of the hints as to why they couldn't work together. And I think also, like, to me, and, and this is just me theorizing, and I, I obviously will have to wait for Danny's exit press, but it's so weird to me, Dylan, that I don't think we've ever seen a situation where somebody's played an idol to save somebody, and he literally saved – it wasn't like he wasted it. He literally saved her that night. Then the next night, he leaves her out of the vote, and then the next night after that, he votes her out. To me – if he really wanted to work with her as an ally in this final 10, 9, 8, 7 range, he would have saved her with the idol and then would have kept working with her, kept her in, in the loop and kept working with her, maybe cutting her at like six or five. To me, it's almost like if I have a chance to get a big threat out in Brandon, I may not want to work with Franny, but I'm going to save her just so I can get out Brandon and win the Soka Tika war. So I'm sorry, Soka Ratu war, and then I'll get out Franny next. To me, it wasn't like Steven and Jeremy where it's like, oh, I'm going to save Fishback because I want to keep working with him. It was almost like I'm going to say Franny because it's the strategic move or it's because I want to win this war, not because he wanted to keep working with her. Right. Yeah, I, I think that that's a really good point. It's like he he was very focused on the short term in that situation, yeah. not the long term. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a good question from a former, former Soul Survivor podcaster himself, uh, Jordan Heffler. Um, he wants to know who wins in a final tribal of Jam Jam, Carolyn, and Carson. So interesting situation. Let's just say all three Tika members get to the final tribal, which I think that after last night is far less likely than it once was. Um, who would you say wins that? I go back and forth because, you know, putting the edit aside, although it's hard to put the edit aside, my first guess is Carson because Carson has been the best positioned in the game. He has not gotten a single vote against him. People seem to like him. They're happy for him when he wins things. When he was sick, they were like so concerned about him. So Carson to me feels like someone who people like and Carson's playing a good game. I mean, he told Jamie a lie in the first few minutes of the episode and she completely ate it up about Kane about like, Oh, Kane's telling people about your idol and she completely fell for it. So I think Carson, then again, I think Jam Jam is being seen like a, a mob boss out there where it's like you write down his name, he's going to gun for you and you're going to go home. And I think people are kind of respect Jam Jam's game. So I would say, I would say between Carson or Jam Jam, Carolyn still has a shot. I just feel like in that threesome right there, she's gonna, she's going to get kind of wrecked in the votes. I feel like if Carolyn wants to win, she needs to get there with like a Jamie or a Lauren or maybe even with Heidi. I just feel like against Carson and Jam Jam, I don't see Carolyn winning that. Yeah. Um, I think I have a slightly different perspective. Um, and there's a comment from Jay here that says that he thinks that Franny and Matt will probably vote together, which I do think is the case. Yeah. And that's essentially two votes for Carolyn, which I agree with. Uh, in that case, how many are going to be on the jury this season? Um, is it seven? Eight? gonna be eight so if it's eight you need five you need five to clinch so she would need to find three more carolyn if franny and matt are voting for so so let's quickly play this out she gets franny and matt potentially in this group if they vote together and franny's like i'm voting for carolyn she definitely does not get brandon definitely does not get brandon i I don't think she gets kane i think kane votes for carson probably right i agree with that um of the people left in the game currently she she doesn't get danny's vote so I'm still a two. I'm still a two. Maybe in this th- in this pa- in this three person group right here, 
she would need like the other three women to vote for her at, at that point. She would need like the she would need like the Lauren and Heidi, um, like from that like that like uh, reward type vote. You know, like they got to know her there. But I, I think so. It, the way you think about it this way, it's like yeah, I think you're right. Now that's why I kind of think that. Carolyn either needs to make a big move on Jam Jam or Carson in order to win this game because she cannot sit there with both of them. If she if she sits there with one of them and her argument is I got here because I got rid of the other Tika, then it completely changes, right? Mm -hmm. But if she's sitting next to that, if she's at this tribe at the tribal council final three with Jam Jam and Carson, to me, I think the perspective for the most part will be that she was dragged along, Um, even though. You know, you could make arguments that she wasn't completely dragged along, but that will be the perception, I think. Carson, if he gets to the end, to me, will be extremely difficult to beat. I think that, you know, again, if you're gonna if you're gonna go with Carson to the final three, if you're Carolyn, Jam Jam cannot be sitting there. You need to say, This is my move. I made this move myself, and I voted out Jam Jam because I knew that, you know. Um, my best chance of getting there, whatever her pitch is. But like, I, she has to have a big move on her resume if she's going to have a chance against Carson. To me, yeah. based on what we're seeing, Carson seems to be the, the the big mastermind behind everything. Jam Jam, I think, is playing a really good game, but I'm starting to... I know you said the story is like, he's the mob boss. Whoever he says goes home, goes home. He sees it that way. I don't know if I completely see it that way in terms of like mm. really doing it. I kind of feel like, from what I've seen, I feel like Carson is pulling the strings more. So I would have to say, all in all, if this is the final three, Carson, I would say wins right now, if I had to make a prediction. That being said, if we're only getting, let's just say the combination of two of them get there. If Jam Jam and Carolyn win there, that's a battle I think Carolyn could win, um, personally. And if Jam Jam and, if if Carson and Carolyn are sitting there and not Jam Jam, then I think Carolyn's going to have to have the, idle play to get out jam jam or something like that type move on her resume to beat Carson. Um, and then if Carolyn's not sitting there, which I'm pretty sold that she will be, but if she's not sitting there and it's Carson and jam jam sitting there, then I think that Carson wins, but I, I think jam jam will have a hard, like I think jam jam is going to have a hard time. Both of them honestly could have a hard time separating their games from each other. Right. It's like, you know, you want to go, you don't want to go with somebody who is gonna who plays the same game as you because then you're trying to pitch well we did everything together how am i supposed to pitch my game against his if we did everything together so it makes it a tougher pitch to the jury so that's tougher um overall if that's the final three if the tika three sit at the final three carson's my pick but i don't yeah. think all t- all three tika get there i'm gonna say yeah. two get there i i agree i, I think I agree with you completely. I think if that this is the three, and I, I think everybody would love a three Stooges final three. Um, I think Carson would win just based on how he's positioned and how he's playing, but I don't think it's a slam dunk. I think Jam Jam could take some votes. Um, and I don't think all three of them get there. Like you said, I think they're going to kind of fracture at some point. One of them is going to want to gun for one of the other two. And I also think unlike the last few seasons, Dylan, I don't think it's, there's a clear front runner in terms of like, I don't think if if these three get here, I don't even think it's a slam dunk for Carson either. I think the, the other two will take some votes. It's not like Jesse or like Omer or I guess you could say like Ricard where it's like if that person gets there, no matter who they sit next to, they're going to win. I don't think there's a player left in this game where I could say no matter who they sit next to, they're going to win. I, I feel like it's still a pretty open field. I agree. It might, now, granted, we still have the final seven votes. 
six, five, and then fire making. So we still have three votes before the end. So there could still be somebody making a big move here. And then you and I come back here next week, Dylan, and we say, oh, no, now this person's the clear front runner so easily. Easily. Easily could happen. And, and like we, we saw Marianne's big play happen at, at what, final yes. six? Right. And we had, we had suspected that she was a contender before then, but like, that was the, that was the moment where like she made that move and we said, how could she lose almost that? Yeah, exactly. that was like, right. Right. Yeah. Like that was, that was the big move. Um, last season was completely different. Uh, obviously, <laughs> uh, we, we saw a massive move at final six, but that ultimately didn't get it done because he couldn't win fire. So it's like, it's like, there's still a, a very big move left in this game out of this group. I'm just curious what it's going to be. All we could do is uh, kind of suspect of what it's going to be, but interesting mm -hmm. question from, and we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, so I, I just want to readdress it. Um, similar questions from Ohio State and from Jay, so I'll, I'll put up Jay's here. He wants to know, why did Danny turn on Franny, given that he had just played an idol for two round, two votes ago? Seems like a waste of an idol to throw away an ally after just playing an idol for them a few days earlier. Thoughts? So... I think that he was just he was thinking probably way too short term, like like we mentioned, and it was like he he was so hell bent on getting you know winning the war between Soka and Ratu that he was going to do whatever it took to get that done. Um, obviously, I think that in the long term for Danny, it would have been with how big of a threat we're seeing. Um, considering he voted uh, Franny out two votes later, maybe it would have been worth it to just keep hold on to the idol, let Franny go there, and then try to you know either play an idol to flip flip the game back towards Soka or like something like that. Um, so look, I, I think that's ultimately the reason that I think he was just too short-sighted with it, but um, it is definitely interesting dynamic there. I, I, I agree. We said it earlier, but I really think it's because he knew that the, the vote, I, I think everybody knew on the beach, the votes were going for Franny and he's like, this is my chance to not only win to help win this war, but also to make a big move, make a big flashy TV move. I'll save Franny and it'll be helpful for me again, maybe in the short term, not the long term. Cause Dylan, if you remember the episode where Matt goes home, um, Franny was saying earlier in the episode to Carson, maybe we could take a shot at Danny here. And then the whole thing fell apart because then they got split into two groups and then Matt went home and everything. So Danny and Franny have been gunning for each other for a little bit here. I just think he wanted to save her in the short term. Yeah, that's what I think it is. Um, all right, here's how we'll end the podcast. If you had to do your winner rankings right now, what would it be? Okay, so I think I would say that number one, I would say the Tika three are in my top three, and then there's actually a big a big gap between four, five, six, and seven. I would say for me right now, even though I'm rooting for Carolyn and Jam Jam the most, I would rank Carson at one in terms of most likely to win, then Jam Jam at two, Carolyn three, this is where it gets hard. I would say Lauren four. Well, mm, ugh, mm. Heidi at four, Lauren five, Danny six, Jamie seven. That's what I would say. I'm going to say uh, Carson at one, Carolyn two, but very close behind Carson. Uh, Jam Jam at three. So I, I we're on the same page. I think everyone's on the same page that it's probably going to be a Tika. Um, and then four, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Heidi strictly because the idol, the potential there. And then five, Lauren, six, Danny, just because 
his his path is so hard. I, I don't think like I think if Danny got to the end, he would have a very good case to win. Yeah. Just, I I think his his path is just so difficult. Whereas I agree, I think it's I more agree. likely that the other two in front of him get to the end. Right, Danny would have to make an incredible immunity run. Uh, or just, I don't even know. I, he, that's basically what he has to do. He has to, he has to Mike Holloway. That's what he has to do. So, uh, I'll say that's unlikely given what we've seen from him in puzzles. Um, and then Jamie last. So that's what I'd say right now. Yeah. So, I mean, we're basically in the same boat, just maybe like one or two things switched, but I mean, look, Dylan, we keep making jokes every week. We say the intentional Matt Singh, you know, you, uh, you lose challenges early on. You're going to slide pretty far later on in the game so if you your tribe keeps losing and you can survive a couple of those votes you can pencil yourself in for like final seven or six at this point yeah it really is it really is funny how that happens but that's all we got for today we'll be back next week to recap episode 11 and excited to see it dylan can you believe we only have like two more episodes until the finale crazy crazy it goes by it fast go, it always goes so fast right right <laughs> all right uh grab a torches and head back to camp good night